Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Friday, September 4th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and excited because the Dallas Cowboys play a real and meaningful football game single-digit days from now. That's right. We are nine days away nueve nine if bobby belt were here he'd have the gif of the goosebumps uh bobby was here actually on uh thursday's episode of broadcast and the boys with ari temkin and roy white make sure you check that out go back in your blog and the boys podcast feed to listen to that but we are nine days away from the dallas cowboys visiting the los angeles rams in week one it is very 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 exciting. And we have a lot to get to, a lot to discuss. Uh, we have a 53-man roster to put together, uh, so I'm not going to waste any more time. On the subject of time, I do find that this is valuable. We have heard from you that this is valuable, uh, especially right now when things are somewhat fluid and some things are moving and some things are being reported. I am recording this on Thursday, September 3rd, uh, Thursday the third day, of course, at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. And there are some things... I don't want to say in the air, but there are just things that could change, and so you need to know that I am recording this at 5.30 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. Rest assured, and this is the case from now until the end of time, if breaking news were to happen, we jump on, we get an emergency episode of the Ocho up for you, and discuss the news that is happening. Right, Bear? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Bear is, uh, you know, I've talked about my wife and I, we moved uh, this summer, and uh, so this is my new home office, and we have a, a recliner in here, and that's Bear's little seat, and so he uh, he wants you to know that he's here. He has some thoughts on the 53-man roster, so we'll get to that, um, but first, uh, you know, and I'll even be fully honest, I had started recording this and stopped, deleted, and re- recorded because the Dallas Cowboys, it was reported by ESPN's Todd Archer, released safety HaHa Clinton Dix. That's right. Uh, HaHa was one of the more notable uh, free agents that the Cowboys brought in over the course of the offseason. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he is such a big name and obviously um, had a deep tie to Mike McCarthy. I also, you know, we pointed out several times, not only did he play for Mike McCarthy, but if you remember now a year and a half or so ago, there was the big Bleacher Report expose, I think it was Bleacher Report, about Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy's, um, you know, relationship, et cetera. Mike McCarthy was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, et cetera. And HaHa Clinton Dix was one of the only Packers, former Packers, that was kind of part of those teams that defended Mike McCarthy. So he is very clearly a Mike McCarthy guy. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so um, HaHa Clinton Dix no longer part of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this is 
not particularly shocking. We've been talking about uh, both on the Ocho and across all of our shows at Blogging the Boys and the website and social media, etc., uh, about how reports from camp have been that Darian Thompson was out playing Haha Clinton Dix. And uh, I even said that, you know, it's funny how it turns into an insult, uh, you know, against there, there's an episode of Community um, where Gillian Jacobs' uh, character, Britta, uh, says uh, a term, it's an explanabrag or accomplisol, excuse me, accomplisol. Um, and and a compassult is a compliment that ends up being an insult. And so that's kind of what this Darian Thompson thing is. It's a compassult to him. It's like, man, Darian Thompson's out playing Haha Clinton Dix, but Darian Thompson's out playing Haha Clinton Dix. And I think the world of Darian Thompson in a lot of ways, but if he is one of the best safeties on your team in the calendar year 2020, you are not that deep at that position. And so you know, I thought that Bucky Brooks from NFL.com, who's done a lot of work with the Cowboys uh, over the uh, the last couple of months, um, had a great point on Twitter. Uh, Bucky tweeted out, he said, you know, tweeted out the news and said, this is a sign of a changing culture. Best players play signals a meritocracy within the locker room. Shout out to football being a meritocracy. Darian Thompson running with the ones send a message to the squad that starting jobs are earned, not inherited. By the way, Darian Thompson broke Eric Weddle's uh, MWC career interception mark ball skills. Again, Again, that's a nice compliment to Darian Thompson, but I don't think that the Cowboys should move forward in 2020 with Darian Thompson as their starting safety. Uh, So it is what it is. But um, Hoglin Dix, you know, I I respect that Mike McCarthy's team is is willing or not, you know, afraid of moving on from a player despite the fact that they just signed him, etc. Big name. Not really an answer behind that. Of course, obviously, and this is why I think the time of the recording is important here, this has you know raised questions as to whether the Cowboys um, have eyes for Earl Thomas. They have reiterated multiple times that this has nothing necessarily to do with that. Um, until Earl Thomas is on a team, it's going to make sense. And we tweeted this from the Blog on the Boys uh, Twitter account, at Blog on the Boys, if you want to follow us. We have a lot of fun over there. Um, the math of all of this makes sense, right? I mean, the Cowboys have a need at safety. They had one even before they cut HaHa Clinton Dix. They cut HaHa Clinton Dix. They've been linked to Earl Thomas before. Earl Thomas is available. I mean, again, you can add all of this up. You can connect these dots very, very simply. And so I don't know if it happens, um, but it makes sense for it to happen. What I do know is, again, 5.30 p.m. Central Time now on Thursday. On Friday morning, Jerry Jones is on 105.3 The Fan. So we'll see uh, We'll see what he has to say. But that's uh, that's that. The Cowboys um, have now moved on from eight players. Uh, every NFL team had 80 players uh, throughout training camp. Have to get down by 53 players by Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Saturday, September 5th. We do have a tracker going at blogoftheboys.com. If you go to the page off on the right side, you'll see it you can bookmark it just open a tab on your phone or whatever so you can constantly refresh it whatever the case may be we are always refreshing that and updating it with the latest Cowboys roster news so any cut that happens we will update you there Uh, the Cowboys have to make 27 cuts they have made eight Uh, so that's what 19 more uh, between now and Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time and for what it's worth um, there will probably be some roster adjusting happening in the 24 or so hours after that uh, with waiver claims and things like that and practice squads and, and all sorts of stuff so We'll, of course, keep you updated at bloggingtheboys.com, bloggingtheboys on Twitter, blogging.the.boys on Instagram, and you can like us on Facebook as well. Uh, So that's kind of the news. Uh, I guess the last bit of news... Our friends at Bet Online uh, did release some over unders for CD Lamb uh, this year for his rookie season, and CD Lamb's over under for receiving yards um, is a little interesting. Um, 
to say the least. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb's over-under for receiving yards in 2020, again, this is from Bet Online, 759 and a half. Uh, in terms of receiving touchdowns, four and a half. Now, for comparison, because CeeDee is sort of effectively replacing Randall Cobb in the Dallas Cowboys offense, Randall Cobb had 828 receiving yards last year. Um, so that is well over the 759 and a half mark and only three receiving touchdowns, which is under the four and a half mark for CD. Um, now I do want to stress or not. I mean, stress is an aggressive word. I do want to make clear that the lines here, the over-unders are receiving marks, receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. There is thought, there is hypothesizing that maybe the Cowboys are utilizing C.D. Lamb in a different way. So if hypothetically C.D. Lamb were to score on a rushing touchdown, for example, or what would be qualified or categorized as a rushing touchdown, that would not go towards these efforts if, um, you know, that's just the way statistics work. You know, I'm sure you've you've seen something like that in a fantasy football league where, you know, uh, like a, a, hand, uh, a touchdown was categorized as a handoff instead of a passing touchdown for a quarterback and you benefited or uh, lost out because of it. That's just kind of the way some of those things work. But um, I, I think equating it to Randall Cobb is interesting. And I think some of this is situational. I, I, you know, it's kind of like the 3,000 yard receivers thing. I, I think, you know, are the Cowboys going to be in games that dictate some of these things happening or, or need some of these things to happen? Necessitate is the word I'm looking for. Um, and so I, I think the touchdowns, Mark, I would take that easily. I think CD's probably catching six to seven touchdowns this year. I think the yards has me a little bit more on the fence, but I'd probably take the over anyway just because. I want to, um, but uh, that's, yeah, I, I mean, it's fun to think about. I, I think, I do think that maybe the hype for CD Lamb is, the, or let me start that over. The hype for CD Lamb is unreal. I really cannot think of a Cowboys rookie that got this much praise this early on, but it is justified, especially considering how efficient this offense was last season. So um, if you want to take the over-under, that's up to you. But um, I would take the over on both. I would very firmly take the over on the touchdown mark. But um, yeah, that is what it is. So uh, lots of news happening with regards to the Dallas Cowboys because we are single-digit days away from the season beginning. When the season begins, who's going to be on the team? It is uh, it is time for our 53-man roster projection, or prediction, I should say. But before we do that, can I take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors? Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we did have a 53-man roster prediction on Talking the Star on Wednesday here on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. We have a lot of things coming out for you all the time. We have two episodes every day. We make sure you are caught up. We have all sorts of discussions, analysis, anything and everything that you can imagine. If it is happening to or around or near the Dallas Cowboys, we are talking about it. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, wherever, whenever. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things are really helpful. I also know that I've been teasing some other podcast news. Um, 
that will become official, I think, later today on Friday. You should be listening to this probably on Friday. Um, so if you want, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa um, in both places. It is not necessarily to do with the Cowboys. It's more, um, you know, it's a little bit wider than that is what I'll say. Uh, but it's obviously podcast related and something I'm pumped about and something I think you'll really enjoy and something I think our SB Nation audience will really enjoy as well. Um, so get pumped for that. But uh, more on that later, of course. Anyway, let's get to it. 53-man roster prediction. This is my 53-man roster prediction. Um, you know, just uh, th- th- this is how I see the ball bouncing. You know, there's a lot of other good ones, and I have the benefit now of knowing that HaHa Clinton Dix is not on this team. Uh, but so let's begin. Uh, at quarterback, look. Oh, by the way, I do want to say um, there's been some confusion about 53, 55-man roster, etc. Um, the NFL and their new CBA that they negotiated with the players that it's crazy to think that that happened this offseason it's been that long uh but there is you know the, the way NFL rosters have worked forever you get 53 players on a team you get 46 players active that get to dress on game day now that 55 is flexible it's kind of you know I don't want to call them reserve players but it's a very interesting thing the more important detail is instead of 46 active players you now can dress 48 however one of those two new additions one of those two extra spots must be an offensive lineman uh so I mean you know that I think that it makes sense for teams to go deeper or, or at least not be afraid to go deep along the offensive line because they can dress an extra one as opposed to the way they've always been able to operate before now. Anyway, let's begin. Uh, quarterback, I am a believer that the Cowboys will carry three quarterbacks. Um, I, I think my, that's kind of like McCarthy way, wanting to develop uh, his rookie quarterback, the one he drafted, etc. Uh, but Anyway, that obviously includes Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz, uh, Dalton Schultz, goodness gracious, Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, and the Nooch, Ben Danucci. Speaking of the Nooch, you will hear a new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey, Charles, and Meg Murray later on today. That's three quarterbacks. That is very simple. No drama here. In fact, I think most of this is pretty simple and straightforward. At running back, I have the Cowboys keeping three backfield players, ultimately. Um, Zeke, duh. Tony Pollard, duh. And then Siwo Alanilua is my third. Um, obviously, Jameis Olawale opted out, which opened a roster spot for Siwo. We've seen the Cowboys go really light at running back in particular, really since drafting Zeke four years ago. Uh, so I think you've got Zeke, Tony P, and Siwo. Uh, what did we call What was the, the name that Megan and Dave came up with him? Uh, was it T-Pizzle? No, it was, uh, Tony. P- I forgot what it was. Uh, but either way, uh, Zeke, Tony, and CWO are the three backfield players I have on the Cowboys. That is six at tight end. I have three players on the uh, 2000. I was going to say the 53 Dallas Cowboys. It's been a it's been a, a fun day. I'm kind of off the wall. I've had a recent cup of coffee, but uh, at tight end I have two Blakes and the aforementioned Dalton Schultz. Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, Blake Bell, I think are your three tight ends. I don't think there's any drama there. There's no Rico Gathers making this conversation difficult. There's now no Jason Witten. Uh, by the way, on the subject of Jason Witten, I do want to say, uh, give a, a bit of a shout out to our friend Mike White. Um, he quoted that Bucky Brooks tweet that I talked about earlier. And um, he, again, Mike White is at not to be trite on Twitter and said, this is the real reason Jason Witten is gone. And I think that that's a great point. Uh, talking about the meritocracy of football and how, you know, the most talented guys are going to play, etc. There's, there's no more 
to, to call it pandering or nepotism is a way too aggressive way to put it, but there's no more catering to, well, you know, people love to say, and I think this, this holds a level of truth. Uh, people love to say like, follow the money, follow the resources, follow that and things like that. I think Mike McCarthy's Cowboys are just now, who's the best players? We're going to play the best players. We're going to play them at their best spots and we're going to benefit from that. Uh, but so anyway, so I've got three quarterbacks, three running backs or three backfield players and three tight ends. That's nine so far. It adds up fast. A wide receiver, I think this is the uh, most universally agreed upon thing. And I know this has kind of really fallen into place, um, you know, in the in the more recent history or more recent weeks. Um, Amari Cooper, duh. Michael Gallup, duh. CeeDee Lamb, duh. Cedric Wilson, duh. Noah Brown, duh. We will see if, uh, you know, there's uh, – Another one, I really doubt it. It's obviously not going to be Devin Smith, who is one of the eight players that the Cowboys have moved on from at the time of this recording. Um, but, I mean, I, I think hope is low for John V. Johnson or Vantel Bryant, things like that. Uh, I think you keep five, and I think you move on that way. Finally, final players on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line. Uh, you've got your starting five, and obviously Joe Looney is the starting center for now. So you've got Tyron, Connor Williams, Joe Looney, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. That's five. I have the Cowboys keeping 10 offensive linemen in total. Cam Irving is your sort of bona fide swing tackle. Connor McGovern, obviously you're keeping. Uh, Tyler Biotish, duh. Brandon Knight, duh. Also in certainly consideration for swing tackle. Um, I do a hit every week on Tech Talk Radio in Lubbock, and I I promise it is not that bias uh, that is influencing this selection, but Terrence Steele, I think, is the final offensive lineman. Gives the Cowboys options. I think you have to prepare for Tyron Smith missing time, um, so you just have to have options. I think you want to present your – you think you want to take care of your future self and give your future self options to work with. Uh, But so that gives me, what, 15, 18, 20, 24 players on offense. Let's move to defense. We'll start with defensive ends. I think this is pretty, again, most of the roster is pretty easy to not predict, but it's all these names are easy to agree upon. There's no real, oh, I disagree. You're, you're my guy. Like there are no, I don't want to say there are no pet cats, but there are no, there are no real hard debates to be had over pet cats this year. Uh, but defensive ends for the 2020 Dallas Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin, Tyrone Crawford, all of those are a duh. Alden Smith, Bradley Anaya, and Dorrance Armstrong. That is six ends for me on my 53-man roster prediction. Defensive tackles, I have four. This was a point uh, we did do a network-wide 53-man roster prediction across Block and the Boys. Uh, I was like six or seven weeks ago now. And uh, Tony Casillas and I handled the defensive line on the 7-5-0. I left Antoine Woods off of that 53-man roster prediction. I was the leading voice behind that. The reason for that was just that, you know, we have known the Cowboys are going to keep four defensive tackles for a long time, and Joe McCoy was one of the four. And so without Joe McCoy now, it's pretty obvious that your four defensive tackles are Don Terry Poe, Antoine Woods, Neville Gallimore, and Tristan Hill. And I know that people were writing off Tristan Hill then, not that I was supremely backing Tristan Hill, but following the money, like I mentioned a little while ago, Tristan Hill is in the second year of a rookie contract. It's, you know, it's, it's cheap labor, and that's the way the NFL works. Uh, but so that's four defensive tackles for me, 10 defensive linemen overall at linebacker again all of this is you know pretty easy to come to terms with when you talk to people about it um Leighton Vanderish, Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, Luke Gifford, Justin March and the undrafted free agent superstar Francis Bernard seriously I mean you know I, I suppose you could argue here uh, maybe you're a Joe Thomas fan and I think that ultimately that's if I'm wrong, this is where I'm least confident. Um, and I'll say that I'm obviously very confident in Leighton, Jalen, 
Sean Lee and Francis Bernard. Those are the four I'm most confident in. Um, and I, and part of, I'm not saying that I think Francis is a better player now than Luke Gifford or Justin March, but I'm more confident in that because of the, you know, contractual details associated with it. Uh, so Joe Thomas, I think maybe edges out, you know, Luke Gifford or Justin March. I think you get two of those three, uh, at corner. And this could be interesting. And I know we've kind of talked about this. If the Cowboys decide to hypothetically put Jordan Lewis on, IR, you know, to start the season, whatever, you know, that that opens up possibilities. And that's why the 24 hours after the roster is set are important in terms of setting things and understanding how this team is going to start the season. Uh, But for now, my six cornerbacks on the team, Chidabe Wuze, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, Daryl Worley, Trayvon Diggs, CJ Goodwin. Those are my six cornerbacks on my 53-man roster. At safety, there is no HaHa Clinton Dix, but there is Xavier Woods, Donovan Wilson, the aforementioned Darian Thompson, and of course, fourth round rookie Reggie Robinson, the second. That is also 24 players, excuse me, not 24, uh, 27 players on uh, on defense for me. Uh, and uh, that means I have three specialists. And I know this is going to be really shocking. All right, Chris Jones, Greg Zerline, and LP Lattiser. Those are my 53 players that I see making the Dallas Cowboys roster this year. Um, I'm pretty confident overall. And I, I, I'm also pretty confident that you agree with most of it. It's just that kind of year, which is um, interesting. And I think which makes things exciting uh, as, uh, you know, we kind of ramp up and get ready for what is uh, now single digit days away. So, uh, yeah, let's have some fun. There will be, as mentioned, a new episode of Girls Talking Boys later on today for you to enjoy. Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray will be here talking all things Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, we will have a new episode of Cowboys Oi for you tomorrow with Mauricio Rodriguez. If anything spicy happens, uh, of course, we will have an emergency episode of the Ocho to get you caught up and make sure everything is in its proper place. Um, but there is a roster that is going to be determined this weekend. Check out bloggingtheboys.com for more. Be on the lookout for our our podcast news um i'm hopeful that you'll be as excited as i am uh but yeah and uh that about does it for our friday show so uh hey you do me a huge favor all right you gotta do me a huge favor have the absolute best friday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.